Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. It's Terry here. So today's episode is a little bit different. You've probably heard about me and Travis in the past couple of months talk about how he's been interviewing his customers to get more sales, traffic, uh, conversions, relationships, and kind of build his SEO profile. So. Uh, today, uh, we finally finished the course. It's called Spotlight Marketing. And today, we'll kind of be module one of the course and kind of how it works. So we're going to give you a sneak preview. Uh, it'll be out next week. And just to give you an idea of how it works, uh, there's going to be three versions. Uh, one is just the audiobook. Two is the audiobook and the templates. And then three is the audiobook, templates, and a call. So let me just go into each one a little bit. So the audiobook is basically... Uh, what we recorded from start to finish, how to get started, uh, how do you find people, You know, what do you tell your VA or team member, uh, how do they find contacts for you, where are the emails you write, uh, kind of just in an audiobook format for the person that wants to just get all the information and DIY it themselves. So the templates in version 2 are for store owners that already have a marketing manager or kind of VA that you just want to hand it off to them and have them uh, get started with the process. So uh, everything from kind of video tutorials, step-by-step uh, -step instructions, screenshots, tutorials, things like that, uh, this is all in the templates even email replies uh, how do they track the progress of the post uh, you know doing social media how do they schedule a post uh, you know find the about us page find the right people uh, these this is all in that version and it's kind of just like a turnkey solution if uh, this is kind of something you're looking for and the third and final one is also including a call with me and Travis. So basically everything I said before, uh, plus a one hour call over Skype with me and Travis, just in case uh, you need some handholding or your team member has some questions, uh, we can kind of answer that for them too. And obviously, uh, you know, if you have any questions, let us know via email. But if someone has like a more hands-on approach, they need kind of some more handholding, uh, we can give an hour of a time. Uh, kind of just to consult and kind of help you guys get this up and running. All right, so here is module one of the course, kind of giving you a high-level strategy of how the course works and why it's so effective. And if you're interested in purchasing this course, uh, it'll be out next week, next Sunday, uh, Eastern Time. And just go to the website, buildmyonlinestore.com, uh, go to products, or it'll be a banner on the sidebar. And thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, so welcome to module one. Today we're going to talk about the problems we faced and how we kind of got the idea for this product and the whole genesis of this idea. So uh, we have six problems here we're gonna talk about in this module. Number one, uh, producing content is difficult. So Travis, this was something you struggled with early on too. So what was the story behind this one? Yeah, for me and anyone that listens to the podcast knows that my niche is dance clothing. And for me, producing content related to dance clothing was extremely challenging. I did it. Earlier on, I would do content that dancers would be interested in, but it became so draining. And this idea of, oh man, how am I going to produce another, you know, thousand word article really kind of clogged up my gears. And I was constantly thinking, well, what's another angle I can take? What's another angle I could take? And this is one of the big problems that made me start thinking, how can I kind of outsource some of the content writing for this? And this is probably one of the biggest reasons why I decided, yeah, you know what? I should interview people, let them write the content, and then I can just reword it because I'm not an expert. I, I know nothing about dance. So instead, it's like, why not let these people, let the people that I want to interview, write the content for me. So that was my biggest problem, number one. Yeah, and I think not just text, but like I try to do video for Follow Leather. I did like, I think like five or six YouTube videos. And I remember like on the fourth video, I realized, wow, this production is really taking a long time. Like I would shoot a video, I would edit it for like a day and a half and then publish it. And then the next week I had to do another one. And eventually I just fell off the ball. So I think content in general, just unless you're really passionate about, about writing about your niche or your industry or whatever, it's really hard, especially when you have to do like say PPC 
you know, you're manufacturing your own product, talking to suppliers, uh, doing accounting, like just there's almost no time to write content too. So this is a big problem that uh, we'll tackle in this module too. So uh, going on problem one, problem two, distribution of content is really hard too. So when we talk about writing content, that's already a big hurdle, right? Well, once you write that thousand word article, once you make that YouTube video, how do you get people to see it too? And that's something that we kind of struggled with too. What, what happened with you, Travis? Yeah, that's another thing. It's it's great. You could write article after article, even if it's super high quality, but in the early phases of an online business, and you know that's where I was for the first year, obviously, of my online store, how do you get eyeballs there? And Google doesn't give a shit about you. Google doesn't care that you're really, oh, you wrote a great article. It doesn't know. The only thing Google knows is that like, oh, you're a pretty new site. Um, this probably isn't that relevant. So the important thing is to get people to share your information. And truthfully, what better way to get people to share your article than to write it about them? I mean, if someone comes to me and says, hey, I wrote this really great article about something you're interested in, Travis. I wrote this really great article about health. Um, will you share it? No, probably not. But if someone comes to me and says, hey, Travis, I wrote this really great article about you and it's all about how amazing you are. Do you think you want to share that with your friends? Yeah, you better bet that I'm going to share with everyone I know, hey, look at this company wrote this article all about me. And so what you're basically doing is you're outsourcing, once again, the distribution of your content. You're telling someone you should share this with your network and it'll not only benefit you, it'll benefit me as well, but you don't, you don't even need to highlight the fact that it's going to benefit you. All you say is like, look, this is going to make you sound amazing. Do you mind sharing it? And most of the time people will say yes. And the other thing too, with like driving con traffic to content is that if you look at this day and age, there's a lot of clickbaity titles where it's like, you know, 10 tips to uh, lose weight without, you know, working out or like like 17 things this guy did to fall in love with his girlfriend. You won't believe what number seven was. Like really clickbaity stuff. And I feel like this content, it's easy to write, but it's not high quality and it's not relevant in terms of driving traffic too, which kind of brings up to problem number three, driving targeted traffic to your site is really hard too, especially starting out. I think the first six months, first year, just getting visitors there, eyeballs there, it's hard. And so when we talk about this kind of uh, marketing concept we're talking about here, this also this problem also tackles that uh, issue too. Exactly like you were saying, when you're first starting out, you have a limited budget. It, you don't want to spend a ton of money trying to get uh, the perfect people. Using this method, you can basically figure out who are the keystone people in your industry? Who are the people that know the most people, who have the biggest networks, the biggest distribution? And you can interview them share their information on your website and let them kind of come to you. you. You let them drive the relevant and targeted traffic to you as opposed to, you know, I've had articles. Well, I had one article that did 20,000 uh, new visitors at a dollar a click that would have cost me 20,000. And all those people are really relevant. But a, a typical article is, uh, you know, like a hundred to 500 people. Once again, they're all extremely relevant because they want to learn more about this dance teacher, this person that I've interviewed. So they're obviously in the dance world and that would cost hundreds of dollars if I were to do the typical CPC style model. Yeah, and the relevance is a big point because you can look at certain pages of say a dance studio, a dentist, uh, or if you do like, I don't know, food, right? You can look at these Facebook pages, what are the Twitter accounts, how much interaction do they have? What are they posting? Is it relevant to what you're posting? Can you reply to them? Can you build a relationship with them? Because after that, 
I think it's a much better approach than trying to figure out, man, how do I write this 2,000 word article that will go viral? Because usually that doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the really quote unquote viral stuff has been done before. I'm not saying you can't go viral, but I think it's easier if you tap into the people that, that already have a network and you tap into their network, absolutely. This brings me to problem number four. Building relationships takes time, especially with blogs, influencers, people in your community that have access to your customer too. And it's not like a fly by the night thing that you can just kind of start and be like, hey, pitch my store, uh, sell my stuff and all that thing. Yeah, this was actually another one of the problems that I faced that really made me want to start doing this kind of a marketing method. And that was, how do I, what, what, do, what do my customers want? How do I help out my customers. And I thought long and hard about this. And, you know, I thought maybe, oh, if I give them a coupon to my store, that's what they want. They want to save money. No, they don't because I mean, sure they want to save money, but that's not like enough. You know, you get coupons all the time that you don't use. So I thought hard, you know, longer and harder about it. What do they want? Well, they want exposure. They want to be, they want marketing. They want to be well-known. They want everyone of their friends to see how cool they are, how interesting they are. And a gr one of the greatest ways to build a relationship with an influencer is to start off by giving them something that they want and something that everybody wants is good press. I don't care who you are. If someone comes to you and says, I love what you're doing, no matter what it is, I want to tell people about how great it is. That's a good thing. You're going to like that person. When someone comes up to you smiling and says, here, I'm going to give you this gift, you automatically are going to like them. And that's why I wanted to do this was to get people on my side from the get go. And nobody, nobody that I've ever emailed says to me, screw you. I, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to let you interview me. No, it's always a compliment. They're like, wow, I'm so flattered that you picked me. So that's how you build a relationship with an influencer. Give them something that they want. Yeah, another way to look at this too, is that think about what keeps them awake at night. If you can figure that out and you can help them with that, they'll certainly reciprocate with you, uh, by tens and thousands of percents if you can figure out what they want. So I think a lot in your cases where you're interviewing dance studios, they need more exposure, but not because of the exposure, it's because they need more students to run their business, right? And so if, there's, if their students dry up, they have no studio and that keeps them up at night because they're gonna run out of money and then who knows what's gonna happen. Absolutely, I mean, most of the people in my market and probably most people's market are really bad at online marketing. So I, I think it kind of breaks down to two people. There's the people that are bad at online marketing and this method works well for them because they don't know how to get exposure online. And then there's the second type of people, the people that are good at online marketing, that they know what's going on and they love it because they realize what is going on and they like the fact that you're helping spread the online marketing method. And it, it kind of goes back full circle to everybody likes to get their message out there and more press for them. Yeah, so problem number five, if we move on forward, is that also in the SEO space, ever since 2012, uh, gaming Google has been harder, so getting links has also been harder too. And especially the high quality links that are not just like, you know, random spammy stuff, but also high quality links with context, uh, good authority, and from the right people too. And so this method also helps with that because say you're interviewing dance studios or uh, a dentist, and it's relevant to your niche, say you sell equipment, then you want to link from those people from cons for consistent traffic and rankings and everything down the line too. Yes, and this is probably the third thing that really made me think, how do I get quality links? And I started off asking like for mutual link backs, like I'll put a link to your site if you put a link to my site. And I quickly realized that there was two problems with that. One, it's a pain in the butt because you have to like kind of hassle with people and say, hey, I put a link on my site to your site, you didn't do it. 
uh, please do it. And the second thing is Google doesn't think that's as cool. If there's a mutual link, they're like, okay, well, this is kind of gaming the system. So I thought, you know, once again, long and hard about how do I get links to my site? And I'm like, well, everybody puts links of testimonials to their site or like, oh, we were featured in, you know, the New York Times, click here for the article. That's a link right there. And more importantly to Google, it's a dance studio. It's a, that has the word dance all around it. It probably has dance clothing in their site featured a couple times. So Google sees that, Hey, my company site gets all these links from dance related sites. It's obviously big in the dance community. It's a, it's not just like I'm getting links from random websites. They're very niche, a very relevant stuff. And there's almost no other way I know of that you can do that uh, outside of some of the shady black hat stuff that Google is without a doubt going to catch on to. Yeah, and the other play on this strategy is that it's a very long-term play. So say you're interviewing five people a month or even 10 people a month, right? Over the course of a few years, you're building like 100 links a year, 200 links a year, and they're really high quality links that'll stay there forever because once they get featured, they share it, there's consistent traffic that'll come back. And over time, this really snowballs into kind of a big uh, link profile. And while starting out, to be honest, it does take a while. I know Travis, when you first started out, it probably took a few months to see any results, just like some of the other mastermind members were helping out with. And so what was that like when you kind of started getting links early on before you started seeing big traffic spikes? It was the coolest thing ever to like get links to your website because, you know, everybody that knows anything about SEO knows you need to get links. And when they started saying, yeah, of course, I'm going to put a link to this. It's like, oh my God, I've, I've, got the golden ticket. Like I figured out this method that nobody else seems to be using that I can just get links. And not only can I get links, people are happy to put links to my website. They like will go out of their way. I've had people tell me like, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to contact my you know website builder and they're going to, they're going to actually pay money to hire a website or to pay their website builder to add this link in there. And that's magic. Like, I don't know any other method for getting links where people are willing to spend money to put a link to your site. And the funny thing is you're building links without wanting to build links in some ways too. Like, you know how there's like SEO where you're intentionally building links, intentionally building content just for the sake of link building, but this is completely opposite in that way. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's two sides of it. You get the traffic. As soon as you publish the article, they share it on their Facebook. And that's actually another side note. I think a lot of people don't realize is that Google notices if you're getting shared links to your website on Facebook, Twitter, social media stuff. And so Google sees that, Hey, these, these people are getting links from Facebook to their website. And then on top of it, that link, let's say for me, the dance studio has a, a permanent link on their website saying, click here, you'll get link, you'll get clicks over time, over the next you know course of a year, random people will go to that dance studio's website and be like, Hmm, this is really interesting. What's this click on it. And it, it doesn't ever stop, you know? Yeah. And also once you build a relationship with the person you interviewed, there's a word of mouth effect that happens on their end too, which you can't really quantify, but it snowballs once you've done say hundred interviews, 50 interviews, even just even like 20, there's a certain momentum about your content and reputation that's going on uh, with your customers too. Oh, absolutely. I've had so many people email me and say, Hey, how do I get on your website? How do how, why, how do I get you to interview me? And that's a cool feeling. The fact that I've built up a blog that's legit enough that people will actually contact me to get on there. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it really does feel sometimes like the golden ticket. Yeah, and so this ties into the last problem, which is customer acquisition is hard 
on the internet, whether you're doing it free through content uh, or you're doing PPC, it takes time to figure that out. So acquisition costs is, I think, especially when you start out a business, it's very easy to figure out your margins, your profitability, and what your kind of fixed cost, variable, variable costs are. Whereas acquisition side, I think when you start out, it's harder to figure out, especially if you're doing paid campaigns or organic campaigns where these things take time to develop too. So I think this strategy is great because A, you're targeting the right people and you're getting them at a relatively cheap cost too, right? Yeah, and you know, actually something I wanna add in is it almost doesn't even, so with paid advertising, you're spending money, whether it's the wrong person or the right person. So the first thousand dollars, let's say you spend, you're figuring out who to target because you don't know yet, right? And the good thing here is if someone shares it with a hundred of their friends and let's say by chance only 50 of them are within your demographic, who cares? It's free, you know, it, it doesn't even matter. So you're getting, you're able to get as much exposure as possible and obviously their chances are they're going to be relevant to your site, but even if they're not, it doesn't cost you any more money. So it's, it's once the article's up there, it's free, it's free advertising, it's free traffic coming to your website. And that's something that that's one of the biggest reasons I was really attracted to this is, you know, sure it costs $5 to hire a writer off Elance to write it, or maybe, you know, a dollar or two for your VA to post it. And obviously if you wanted to, you could do all this yourself. But other than that, let's say, seven dollars that you might spend getting the article up and ready it's a pretty much a free process and you know usually this kind of traffic would cost you hundreds if not thousands of dollars so that's what i really loved about it yeah and there is something too we're not it's not like we're saying paid ads are bad it's just that as a compliment it makes sense to do this because one also one uh paid ads when someone clicks to your website the money you spend on that click is gone forever, right? Whereas if you have this blog content on someone else's site, they're linking to you, it's kind of an organic thing that'll be there forever as long as you're in business, as long as, long as they're in business, or no one's website uh, has an issue too. So it's kind of a more long-term organic strategy versus PPC, where it's very linear returns. Uh, certainly easier to figure out, I think, numbers-wise, because this strategy, I think, I think while we're talking about the strategy as a product, it does take time and it may take you know a few months to figure it out the right way, targeting the right people and to build that initial snowball of momentum on your blog. Yeah, you know, and there, there's two quick things I wanted to add. And the first thing, you hit it, the nail right on the head. It is a snowball effect. I, I looked at my numbers. I Actually, Terry, I just showed you earlier today that right now in the last 30 days, I had 5,000 people come to my blog. You know, if you were to take this same month last year, it was probably only a thousand. And that being said, I've had months that are 30, 30,000 plus people coming to the blog, but it is a complete snowball effect because you get a couple links and the next month you get a couple more links and then the next month you get a couple more links and then Google starts giving you more and more SEO juice and more credit. And it's just a complete snowball. And then on top of that, once you have a little bit of content on there, let's say using my, me as an example, again, I was to interview a dance studio and the students of that dance studio go to read the article. Well, they're not going to necessarily stop there. They might read a couple other articles and they kind of just get trapped into your blog and trapped is a bad word, but they get sucked into the blog and they start reading more and more because you have so much content. Where at first when you're starting out, you might only have three or five articles. So people kind of turn around quickly. They, they, they come to the website, they come to the blog and they say, oh, this is interesting but then they leave. But over time, you're building up all this content and Google says, wow, this is a pretty important website. They have, you know, a hundred articles. And on top of that, they have 30 links, whatever it is. So, and it just snowballs like crazy. And I was really happy today looking at my analytic numbers and seeing 
5,000 people have come to my website in the last 30 days, just to my blog. That's not even my e-commerce website. And that's really cool. Yeah, and just to double, and just to make this clear again, we want to imprint this in your head that it's not a one month solution. This is like a long-term, you know, year over year thing that'll really see the fruits of labor. And so I think even maybe the first three months, your traction might be really slow actually, until you actually start seeing results uh, from this method. That's true. And actually that kind of brings me to the second point I just really quickly wanted to add in before we conclude is that sometimes you get really lucky. And I, for instance, emailed one dance studio, you know, I put their article up there after it was posted, they emailed me back and they said, wow, thank you so much. That was a beautifully written article. I really appreciate you doing this. And you know what? Next year, everyone that buys dance clothing in our studio, we're going to send them to your website. And you never know when that's going to happen. You never know when you email someone honest, being honestly trying to help them out, trying to just give them some free publicity. And they turn around and they say, wow, thank you so much. I'm going to buy all, I'm going to buy from you because of this. And I think that that's the second beautiful thing about this is that it's a way for you to spread your message without having to try to spread your message. You're not, you're not being salesy about it. And that was when I really solidified and said, I'm onto something here. Like this is working. Yeah. And just imagine if you went to that same dance studio and you're like, Hey, I'm Travis Marziani from bdancer.com. Can you tell all your students to buy from my store? Well, why would they do that? Yeah, I don't even have to imagine. I did it. And uh, I'll talk about this later in a different module, but I sent out 1,500 emails to dance studios saying, not only, you know, I'm Travis, I own bdancer.com. Here's a 25% off coupon. Zero responses, zero sales. I waited, you know, six months, sent all the same dance studios a similar email saying, I want to feature you. And you know what happened? Uh, a ton of responses and a ton of sales at the higher price. They don't even get the discount code. They don't care because the first time around, they felt like this is salesy. The second time around, they're like, huh, you got my back. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So, so that's it for module one. In the next module, we'll talk about what didn't work when Travis started out and also uh, how to break down the people to target, uh, whether three types of groups of people to identify and how to make sure they're the ones you should be targeting or you shouldn't or where they may make more sense depending on your niche too. So that's module one and we'll see you guys in module two. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you've got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. Right? We're all there to support each other, so if it sounds like a cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch up with you guys next week.